We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast hello friends welcome into this new episode bonus episode i don't really know if i want to call it bonus kind of a bummer of an episode of the pack a day podcast if i'm being honest uh, i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl I'm going to be talking about the unfortunate news that Aaron Rodgers likely tore his Achilles and is going to be done for the remainder of the season, which let's just be real, sucks all the way around. And it's such an insane bummer that it had to go down this way. There was so much excitement for the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, and he was obviously on cloud nine playing for New York, and you don't want to see it end this way. And some of you might be thinking, Andy, this is a Packers podcast. This is a New York Jet that you're talking about. His season's probably over. What are we doing here? Let's be real. A, this does affect the Green Bay Packers, which is the least of this, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. And number two, one of the all-time great Green Bay Packers, a Hall of Famer, a Packers Hall of Famer, a future number 12 number retiree at Lambeau Field, who nobody will probably ever wear the number 12 in green and gold ever again, may have, and I hope it's not the case, but he may have just played his very last snap in the NFL. And that is awful, sucky, crappy, whatever adjective that you want to use, but there also might be some level of realism to that. And I hope that's not the case. I hope, first of all, that you know Tuesday morning comes along and they do the MRI and they find some crazy miracle of, you know what? Oh, it wasn't a torn Achilles. It was something totally different. It, was a, it ended up just being a high ankle sprain and he's going to be good to go in a few weeks. That would be beyond amazing, right? But it's probably a torn Achilles and coming back from that at age 40 is not going to be easy, which is when he'd be, you know, what age he'll be next year. And it happens early enough in the year that he could potentially be ready to go for next year. But this is this is a pretty brutal injury for somebody at that position at this age to have to come back from. Remember, he was this close to retirement per him just this last offseason. So to have to come back from this, and I know he was so excited about the year and the season and said that this is a multi-year you know deal with the Jets that he's gonna, he plans on playing there for, for multiple years. But 
certainly a, a, a torn and, and a ruptured Achilles if that is what it ends up being. And, you know, Robert Sala did say after, after the game in his press conference that that's the fear, that it's a ruptured Achilles. That can change the calculus very fast on a lot of people's timelines for what's the best thing to do for both Aaron Rodgers and the Jets moving forward. And this is all, Chris, so... Uh, tomorrow morning, our, you know, may already be out by the time you're listening to this, but I was recording a podcast with Justice Mosqueda that, uh, like I said, is, is going to be out shortly here here on the YouTube channel and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. But we were recording and we recorded, I would say, probably up until about five minutes after the Jets game started. And we we both get like looked down at our phones as soon as we're done recording. And Justice says, you know, before I can even like really look at mine, he's like, I just got to text that said Aaron Rodgers is hurt. And then I look at my phone and it's all alerts. And of course, you know, Rodgers is hurt. So we immediately, you know, go to Twitter and look at the replays of the play. And your first glance is like, ah, it doesn't look that bad. Like maybe he can pop back out. Like we've seen this story before or week one, he gets carted off. You know, he comes back and he tears up in that case, the Chicago bears this week, maybe it would have been the Buffalo bills but that was not to be. And you watch that slow motion instant replay, ESPN zoomed right up on it on SportsCenter right after the game. And you can see what looks like a, you know, reverberation or like a popping sensation right where that Achilles is. And it just sucks all the way around. And the, like I said, the MRI is set for, uh, you know, Tuesday, probably as you're listening to this, the Jets said they fear a torn Achilles. Hopefully that's not the case. And the, the biggest thing here is legitimately, sincerely, wholeheartedly, really, really feel for Aaron Rodgers and, and the Jets too. I've said all along, and you guys that have followed along hopefully know this by now. Yes, I was a staunch supporter of trading Aaron Rodgers away even the year before he got traded. I thought it was in the best interest of the Green Bay Packers to do so. But my biggest thing, especially this offseason, was this was best for everyone. It really felt like this was going to be a really rare, but really real opportunity for everyone to potentially win this trade. It felt like this was absolutely best for the New York Jets. It was clearly up until this point, what felt right for Aaron Rodgers. He was in seventh heaven, you know, being a a member of the New York Jets and getting this new experience. And you could just tell how happy he was. It was clearly up until this point, best for him best for the Jets. It certainly seemed like this was going to be best for Jordan Love, best for the Green Bay Packers. And that maybe, just maybe in this craziest of circumstances where you have to go through this quarterback divorce and send him to another team, maybe everyone could actually win this scenario and win this trade. And after week one against the Bears, where Jordan Love and the Packers get the victory, and then, you know, like I said, Aaron Rodgers has been on cloud nine, they get the hard knocks gig, and then, you know, you're set to go to take on the Bills in New York in week one, which they win even without Aaron, so they probably would have won that. They would have been on cloud nine even more. It just felt like everyone had the opportunity to actually win this trade, that it could work out for everyone. And that was beyond what I was cheering for, that this was going to be the best for everyone, including Aaron Rodgers. And it just sucks to see it happen like this, where now, you know, everyone loses. And we'll get to more on that in just a moment. But, you know, as I mentioned, I was a, a staunch supporter of, of trading Aaron away for the last couple off seasons. Some people view that as like, well, Andy, you don't necessarily always see eye to eye with maybe some of the, the viewpoints that he has and stuff like that. Nothing to do with it. Beyond nothing to do with it. This was purely a Packers thing. And despite any of that, don't, it doesn't, like I cover the pack. 
let me put it this way. I cover the Packers and I cover football and I do all of this for enjoyment. All of that other stuff is just, it just clouds, it gets in the way. I, I want to, when I talk Packers, when I talk football, you're going to get football takes and real honest conversation about what I think is best for the Packers. All the personal stuff, I guarantee you there are other players on the team I don't see eye to eye with. I, it doesn't affect how I cover the player or cover the team ever, 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 ever. And I legitimately look you in the eye, dead serious, wholeheartedly wanted this to work out for Aaron Rodgers in New York. I thought it was going to be a really, really fun season to watch him play. I could not wait to tune in and watch Aaron Rodgers on Monday Night Football as a member of the New York Jets. So this to me, a all-time great Green Bay Packer, all-time great NFL player, all-time great quarterback. And to see it potentially end like this, if that does end up being the case, would, like I said, it would just be sucky all the way around. And I, I legitimately wanted to see him do well in New York and really wanted to see how this season was going to play out for the New York Jets, for Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Billy Turner, that whole crew, and just kind of see what that would amount to. But and, and now that's all gone in all likelihood. And again, we'll wait the MRI, but I think we all know where this is headed. And I, I'll say this one more time. This sucks for everybody. And Yes, there are the people, unfortunately, that were out on social media, that were cheering on his injury, that are frustrated with Aaron for a variety of different reasons and things like that. I don't get that. Even here, let me put it this way too. Even in the most cynical of ways to put this, even if like the absolute most cynical, let's say you are a person, an NFL fan that just dislikes the crap out of Aaron Rodgers. You think for whatever reason, you just hate Aaron. You don't like watching him play, whatever the case may be. Don't you still want to tune in to cheer against him? Because I know for me personally, if there's a player or a team that I don't like, I'm more opt to tune in to cheer against them. Like if there's a Super Bowl and the Packers aren't in it, I always cheer for a team that I at least kind of like versus a team that I really don't like. Now, not Bears or Vikings because I don't want to live with the consequences if they would actually, I know it sounds funny, but if they would actually win that game. But like, I don't know, maybe like a Dallas Cowboys, right? Or like, you know, Seattle Seahawks, something like that, that the Packers and that team have not had, you know, great, uh, or they've maybe had some rivalries with and not great interactions. So and then maybe a team like the Cowboys or Seahawks that I really don't like against maybe a team like the, I don't know, like a Jacksonville Jaguars or something. And it's easy to cheer for the Jaguars or maybe a, a lovable loser type team against a powerhouse like the Cowboys or Seahawks. I always want a team that I can cheer against. Tom Brady, I actually really enjoyed Tom Brady's career and watching him play, especially in New England when it got to Tampa Bay, maybe not so much, especially after they beat the, the Packers in the NFC Championship game. But it was easy at times for a lot of people to, to cheer against Tom Brady. But you tuned in to cheer against him. You wanted to see him lose on the television. You don't want. To, you didn't want to tune in to the like the year that he tore his. I think he tore his ACL that year, whatever it was, where he goes down in the first week and then he's out for the rest of the year. Even the most cynical way of viewing this, if you are anti Aaron Rodgers, like don't you want to tune in to see him lose on the field? And if you're a Packers fan who wants Aaron Rodgers to fail, then you definitely want to tune in to see him fail because if he played 65% of the snaps and they failed, you're getting a you know huge draft pick in the draft. So if you're even the most cynical of fan, that is, and I will want to be crystal freaking clear here, that was not what I was tuning in for. That was not what I was watching for. But even if that is your mindset, you still have an advantage to tuning in and watching him play. That's better as a fan of the NFL, even if that's what you're rooting for, if, if you're rooting against him. 
If you are a Jets fan, clearly this sucks for you. Or if you are an NFL fan, clearly this sucks for you. If you are a uh, you know Aaron Rodgers fan, clearly this sucks. Even if you're just a pure Packers fan and you have no horse in the race, like as soon as Aaron goes to the Jets, it's just you're not cheering against him, but you're not cheering for him. He's just he's wearing a different color, different uniform, and you just don't care anymore. Then clearly, still you want him to play the 65 percent because you want that draft pick in return. So no matter what side of this you are on, I cannot find a any scenario where Aaron getting hurt is better. And as for me personally, as just a pure unadulterated fan of the NFL, this, it sucks. And and, and as somebody who wanted to see Aaron and, and go out and play like, man, it is absolutely brutal. And, and most importantly here, and I'll say it one more time, I feel for Aaron, I feel for the Jets because, and, and I feel for the Jets fan base. That's not how you want, uh, you know, a season to go. And like the hopes were just springing eternal in, in New York of what could you know potentially come out of this. And instead you get Zach Wilson, which no, nobody wants. Like that's the other thing, right? Like just from a pure NFL standpoint, do you want, like there, do you know how many games on Sunday night football, Monday night football, the jets are on like in Thursday night football. Do you want to watch Zach Wilson or do you want to watch Aaron Rodgers in some really entertaining football games? So yeah, I, I think it's for for Aaron. It sucks for for everyone. It sucks. There's there's no two ways around it. And we lost out on 17 intriguing games of NFL football, maybe even more if Aaron and the Jets made the playoffs. And as a fan of the NFL, as a fan of good football, I don't see how this benefits anyone in any way, shape, or form. And like I said, this is a all time great NFL player that we could have just seen for the last time, and uh, you know, get sacked on the fourth play of the game and and be done four plays in as a member of the New York Jets. So hoping that's not the case. And, uh, you know, we have to ask the question is, is this it for Aaron Rodgers? Like I said, I hope it's not. I hope he finds his way back from a pure unadulterated Packers standpoint. And I know some people feel like, hey, can we just focus on the person or the human here? I do feel like we can multitask. We can be empathetic and sympathetic to the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and the, the situation and, and know that it sucks and be real about that while also being realistic about what's at stake here for the Packers and um, in, in, in Green Bay and, and what the, the trade details are for them now. So I know one of those things is much more important than the other, but I know a lot of people are wondering. I know a lot of people are asking. The Green Bay Packers, in order to get the Jets' first-round pick, needed Aaron Rodgers to play at least 65% of the offensive snaps during the regular season. Clearly, that is not going to happen. Even if some miraculous way it's not an Achilles, this is probably an injury that puts him out long enough that it's, he's not going to be back in time to play the 65%. So that is gone. The Green Bay Packers will no longer get a first-round pick in return from the New York Jets. They will, however, for sure get their second round pick. So it's not like they just lose out on the draft pick altogether. They will get their second round pick. So you can make the argument if the Jets have a really poor season with no Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson starts the year, maybe they win four or five games and they end up with pick, I don't know, 39. And if they had Aaron Rodgers, maybe they end up with pick 25. So maybe it's only a 14 pick difference, but it definitely could be a significant difference depending on how things go. And before, I think there was some like, I don't know, torn feelings of, I know for me just personally, right? For, I'm a Packer fan first. I'm an NFL fan, no question about it. But as a Packer fan, I want the Packers to get the best pick possible. So when, when Brett Favre got traded to the Jets, it was super easy. The better Brett and the Jets did, 
the better draft pick you got for the Packers. So it was like, oh man, this is like, this is the greatest thing ever. I get to be a Packer fan and I get to tune in to watch Brett Favre play for the Jets and the better they do, the better draft pick the Packers get. Like that was a dream scenario. This was the opposite. The better Aaron did, the worst draft pick Green Bay got. You you were clearly hoping for the 65%, but there was a a piece of that too. You're just like, you know, man, like at at some point, if they don't play quite as well, Green Bay is going to get a better draft pick in some capacity. So I mean, that was a piece of it, but you know, now it, it's, it's totally different. If you're watching the Jets as a Packer fan, and maybe you're just a big Randall Cobb fan, Alan Lazard fan, whatever it may be, but the better the Jets do, the worse Green Bay's draft pick is going to be, period, at this point. And there was always like a little bit of the calculus in your mind of like, all right, if the Jets are really like four and 11, you know, or four and nine, are they starting to rest Aaron Rodgers so he doesn't get to that threshold that he needs to get to at 65%. There could have always been things like that, but now it's just plain and clear as day. If you're a Packer fan, you're cheering for the Jets to lose. So that week one victory over the Buffalo Bills, not necessarily ideal for the Green Bay Packers. Um, so yeah, I, for the other thing too that I think you miss out on from a Packers standpoint is I've, I've talked about all off season for Green Bay that this is sort of an evaluation season. It's an evaluation for Jordan Love, Joe Barry, Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekinds, a lot of these young players who are getting significant opportunities this year. But the Aaron Rodgers situation in New York is another form of a evaluation, or at least it would have been. If Aaron goes out and tears it up in New York with Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and those guys, Billy Turner, et cetera, and they go on to have an amazing year, that's that's a variable that you learn from like, all right, what what went wrong in Green Bay the year before that they could not have that same season with a lot of the same players with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback? And, you know, now you, you like that would have been an interesting case study. Was it that Aaron was falling off? And if so, we would have probably seen that play out as a member of the New York Jets, where maybe he had a really poor season. If he went out and had another MVP caliber year, all right, then maybe it lends itself to believe that something was more broken in Green Bay. And now we just don't get that evaluation whatsoever. So I know in the scheme of things, and and what I primarily want to focus on here is is Aaron and and like I, like I said, how it's just devastating for him, and I I, I legitimately feel for him. But there are some Packers aspects to this, mainly the the draft compensation, as well as you kind of just miss out on that evaluation to see what Aaron Rodgers is like on another team and what that says about how he performed as a member of the Green Bay Packers. So those are all things that are in play here. As I mentioned, the the biggest thing is, is this sit for Aaron Rodgers? And if so, it sucks. Like I know I've said that word like a million times in this episode, but like you never want to see the the greats go out, um, you know, without their own choice, not on their own accord, not because they just can't play anymore, or not because of injuries. You just want to see them walk out and and be done when they decide to be done. And by all accounts, it seemed like Aaron was in great shape and, and spent a lot of time on the off season working on his you know his game and his body and making sure he was ready to go for the year. And it just goes to show sometimes things don't work out the way that you expect them to. And it's, it's just really, really hard and uh, difficult to put in exactly into words as to, you know, um, you know, where, where the jets go from here and, and just how much of a bummer this is for, for everyone involved. So hopefully, uh, and my guess is just pure gut instinct. No, no real feel, no, obviously inside knowledge. My guess is he finds a way to come back and play another year. Now, 
The Jets may have a question to ask themselves if they want to bring back a 40-year-old quarterback coming off a torn, ruptured Achilles, if that ends up being the case. They're going to have to make some tough decisions as well. So I, I don't know where this goes. I don't know where this ends up. I don't know where, if if Aaron does come back or if he retires, I don't know. I don't know what happens from here. I don't know if Aaron goes on to host game shows or Fox NFL Sunday, CBS. I, I don't know what he does. I legitimately don't know. Um, or if he's a quarterback for an NFL team next year. And if that is, is it the New York Jets? We're just going to have to wait and find out. It's going to take some time to sort everything out. But uh, for now, it's going to be Zach Wilson in the New York Jets. And in the meantime, you know, obviously we've got a lot of Packers stuff to cover as well. But I think it was worth coming on, worth you know reporting what we know, worth going over um, what it means for the Packers and you know just kind of leave it there and also have a level of respect and reverence for what Aaron Rodgers has meant to the Green Bay Packers, to this league, and um, to the sport of football legitimately. And hopefully he's able to make it back and we get to see Aaron Rodgers throw the football again for some team. And if not, what a legendary Hall of Fame, unbelievable career that he had. And uh, bummer that we didn't get to see it play out a little bit more in New York this upcoming year. By the way, last thing I'll leave you with, the Packers do face an AFC East team next year as a 17th game that gets added to the schedule. They're going to play, you know, one team from the AFC and it'll go like, so it'll go like AFC East. And I don't know the exact order, but it'll be like AFC East one year, then the West and the South and the North and so on and so forth. So it kind of rotates around. Um, but how it works is that you face that team that finished in the same spot as you from the year before. This year, just so or in 2024, that opponent just happens to be the AFC East for the NFC North. So the NFC North will face the AFC East and the NFC North's home stadium in the spot that they finish the same in. So if Green Bay finishes second in the NFC North and the Jets finish second in the AFC East, those two teams would play each other in Lambeau Field in 2024. Not probably super likely that Green Bay and New York at this point end up in the same spot in their respective divisions. And even if they do, we don't know if Aaron's going to come back for next year, but it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that if Green Bay and New York finish in the same spot and Aaron comes back to the Jets next year, we could, could see Aaron Rodgers versus Jordan Love at Lambeau Field in 2024. And as a fan of football, as a fan of really good quarterback play, as a fan of good storylines, I would certainly be all for that. So I'll end with this. Best of luck to Aaron Rodgers on a quick and speedy recovery that he gets to do what he wants to do, whether that be walk off into the sunset or retire or, you know, play another season, whatever that ends up being. Um, I wish him the, like the speediest of recoveries and whatever he wants to do that he gets to go on and do that. And uh, a lot of respect, reverence, and thankfulness to what getting to watch one of the greatest throwers of the football of all time play in Green Bay and play this great sport that he clearly enjoyed playing so freaking much. So that's all I got. Um, like I said, it's sort of a, a difficult episode to kind of go through because there's just a lot of things at play here and you never know, like it's a ruptured Achilles. I know he's, he's not dead. It's not like he got, you know, stretchered off the field because of some head trauma or something like that. It's a ankle injury. It ends up being one of the worst injuries that you can have from a football standpoint because of the length of recovery, especially at his age. Um, but I do think it's important to kind of, like I said, go through and, and just talk through everything and maybe just for myself, if nothing else, because it's a, it's a sucky thing to see. And uh, hopefully, like I said, he bounces back and I'll just end right there with that. 
That does it for me. I'll see you guys soon. Check out the episode with Justice and I, um, where we break down a lot of really nerdy stuff from Packers Bears that you're not going to want to miss. I'll see you guys soon, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using Prize Picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hello friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed.